Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. Thank you so much for being with me today. As you know, if you have been listening to my previous podcasts, I have been on a journey that kind of started when I realized that I had been minimizing things in my life and that instead I was supposed to be maximizing things, that it was not the day to shrink back, but it was actually the day to lean forward and to and to move ahead and to embrace the opportunities in front of me and kind of wake up overall (laughs) just to what my life was and what I want it to be. Hopefully, as I share my journey that I am still figuring out, uh, it's been encouraging to you. In the last podcast, I was encouraging you to be careful what you eat, and I wasn't talking about food, but instead what you allow in your mind. And today is going to be along those same lines, but instead of talking about just what we're allowing into our mind, uh, we're going to be talking about what we allow into our life. So today we're going to talk about maximizing by minimizing. (laughs) One of the keys to maximizing your life is to minimize what is in it. And what I mean is this, guard your priorities. My husband is really the one who taught me this lesson the most, though I have had several people in my life that I've been able to learn from in regards to this, but I am so very thankful. Sometimes I can be driven by outside forces, outside pressures, (laughs) but he is not built that way. It's not that he isn't swayed ever. You know, he's not an immovable object. But he has, for the most part, lived his life with vision and had the ability to say no to people or opportunities that were outside of that vision or outside of his values without apology, you know, doing it in kindness, but not feeling bad about it. And I've had to work to develop this muscle. When we first started out in ministry, I was a mom with several young kids and people would come into the church and they would very forthrightly tell me that they expected to be meeting with me on a regular basis. That was their experience, I think, in previous churches where they would be having coffee regularly with the pastor's wife or whatever it might be. And I just did not have the capacity for that. I was... (laughs) in the midst of figuring out homeschooling and having babies and dealing with miscarriages and helping with things in the church. And I just did not have capacity. And so what would happen is I would find myself feeling the pressure of the moment and committing to something and then immediately regretting it (laughs) and immediately knowing that I just committed to something that I did not actually have the ability to follow through with. And my husband was my hero in this regard because he gave me permission to just say no without guilt. And what I've learned 
is that it usually takes more vision to say no than to say yes. That's because every no is actually a yes and vice versa. When you say no to one thing, you're making room to say yes to something else. And when you say yes to something, it's going to require you to say no to other things. So in the example I was talking about when I would say yes to people that I just really didn't have the capacity for, uh, my saving grace was my husband, but then also me understanding the cost that when I was saying yes to things that I didn't have capacity for, that it was costing my kids in what their homeschool experience was, that it was costing me (laughs) in the stress level that I was carrying as I was carrying too much you know, that it was costing actually the person as well, because I was never going to be the one that was going to do coffee with them every week. You know, we care about people genuinely. And I love, love, love when I have the opportunity to connect hearts with people. It's like such a privilege and such an amazing thing. But, you know, we weren't building a church where we were trying to create pressure on people to becoming into relationship with us, we were trying to create a safe place where people could be coming into, you know, first of all, an encounter with the Lord, but also relationship with other people too. And we're certainly a part of the equation, but we're not the be all end all. And I was needing vision for what we were trying to create as a church, what I was trying to do at home. And when I was able to have more vision then I was able to say no to the things that were outside of that vision, the things that weren't going to be helpful to creating that vision into a reality. It is not easy, even still though, to say no, because life is filled with a lot of great possibilities. And often there are so many choices that are good that it can be hard to know which ones are supposed to be the yes or which ones are supposed to be the no because sometimes saying no seems like such a great cost. One difficult one for our family has been sports. Early in our family life, we had a couple families that were in our lives that were also larger families. This was actually before we had eight children, but we knew we had an inkling at this point that we might have a larger family. And even without that, we were starting our family having kids and and we're thinking about praying about and dreaming about what we wanted that to look like and how the Lord was leading us. And we had some families that mentored us during this time, one in particular, and we got to watch as they were very intentional with their time. We witnessed as they said no to opportunities that were good and fun opportunities because of what a yes would cost. And one area where they did this was sports. They were large families and they recognized that if they were involved in sports, that it would require sacrifice because of course it does. Sports is a financial sacrifice often, but even more, sports requires a lot of time. Most of you have experienced this in some regards in your own life. Jamie and I both grew up being involved in sports, so he was more than I was and for longer than I was. But because of this, we also knew that even though there's a sacrifice associated with it, that there's also a lot of good too. Sports costs a lot of time, but sports also brings about things like exercise, (laughs) community, self-discipline, teamwork. You grow in skills. You grow in learning perseverance. You grow in learning how to hopefully 
lose and win gracefully. There are good things with sports, and these are the things that are worth sacrifice. They're worth taking time and money for. At least a lot of the time they are. But as Jamie and I established our own family, we had to decide what it was going to look like. We had a decision to make, and I don't mean there was a lot of pressure on deciding if we were going to be a sports family or maybe we are going to raise some sports heroes or whatever, but we had to decide what we were trying to build, what kind of family we were going to have, what our vision was. We had to try to see the end from the beginning because once we could see that, that would help us to know what values we had to build with. It would help us to know where we were trying to end up so that if there were decisions that needed to be made, is this going to help us end up where we're trying to go? Well, then if it is, let's say yes. If not, then no. Sometimes there's a rare thing that's neither yes or no, and you just have to kind of decide in that circumstance. But for us, then we have largely said no to sports. Our kids have not participated in sports, and this has sometimes brought me some heartache because I know some of the things they're missing out on. And this may not be the policy we have forever. It might change at some time. Because the point is, is that we haven't been saying no to sports, really. It's that we've been saying yes to the vision that we have for family life. And though we know that sports would add value to our kids' lives, we can also see what it would mean for a family of 10 to have even half of our kids involved in a sport at one time. Family dinners would quickly become a thing of the past. The cost of time, like it was just too great. We were not willing to go down the road of having our family time used in that way, where we're having to be driving all the time and we're having some kids here and some kids there and we're trying to make sure somebody gets to everybody's game and, you know, just all the juggling that requires I wasn't going to work to try to keep schedules straight and work extra hard to try to find a time where our whole family could be together. We intentionally have built our family so that we could have time together, so that we could protect our connections, that our hearts would be connected and we would do life together and our kids would have relationship and memories (laughs) and so on and so on. So it hasn't always been easy. Sometimes I've wondered fleetingly, if we've made mistakes, because I do understand that my kids are missing out on some things. But whenever I've stopped to really consider the decision and the choices we've made, I have no doubts that this was the right decision for our family. Now, this is just one example, and I'm not saying it's the right decision for your family. I'm just telling you what was the right decision for ours. There are countless examples. We have all decisions that we have to make on a regular basis of what we're going to have in our life and what we're not going to have in our life. Some of the decisions are easy. Some are not. I am an Enneagram 7. I want to be a part of things. (laughs) And so the fact that I have given up so often being a part of things is not always easy. That can be a hard thing. That can hurt my heart a little bit, especially as I have friends that have less kids that just have more freedom in their life. And I've watched as their friendships have grown closer over the years and they've had all these experiences together and I haven't because I haven't participated. And the reason I haven't participated (laughs) has 
been the right choice for me because again, I just haven't had the capacity. I have had other priorities, but it doesn't make it always easy. And I know sometimes too, that I get it wrong. Sometimes we say no to things we should say yes to and yes to things that we shouldn't. But most of the time, if you make a decision by keeping vision at the heart of it, by keeping your priorities at the heart, you're going to hit the mark and you're going to end up where you're trying to go. The key is that you have to get the right vision. How do you do that? (laughs) There are so many ways that we can go in this world. And sometimes it seems like a lot of pressure, especially when you add social media and things into the mix, then I don't know, everybody's trying to be somebody and there's so many options and how do you know what direction you're supposed to go or how do you pick out of all those options some people seem to know from birth what they're created for and destined to do and be but not everyone is like that in fact I think most people are not like that I know that I certainly was not like that I dreamed of a life that was not the one that I now have when I was younger and thank goodness by the way But my life is drastically different from that. And I haven't always known where I'm going to end up. Sometimes I say that I still am deciding what I'm going to really be when I grow up. But I do have vision for my life in the most important areas. It's a process that is always ongoing. It's being refined. And sometimes you dream about something and work to achieve something. And then it comes to an end. And so then you have to start all over again. So how do you find the right vision? Well, (laughs) you dream about it, you pray about it, you plan it, and then you adjust as you go. Dream, pray, plan. Obviously, pray, 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 pray all the time, pray without ceasing, pray about everything. But I do think there's an element of sometimes we need permission to dream outside of God. And I don't mean dream outside of his will or not taking him into consideration. So please don't misunderstand. But I mean, sometimes we need permission, probably better phrased, we need permission to figure out what we want, to not try to spiritualize it, to not try to figure out just what the right thing is, but what are the things we want? Because I have to tell you that most of the time what you want, even though the Lord may tweak it, When you figure out what you want, it's often an indicator of what he created you for anyway, because he wired you in certain ways. He created you with care. And so as you begin to dream about what you want your life to be, there's a good chance that your dreams are going to have his fingerprints all over them anyway, because he's the one who created you. So dream, and then of course pray. Don't dream and then plan and then go after what you want. Pray about it. Include the Lord. He has your best interests at heart. He loves you. He created you. He knows better than you do what life would really make you happy. So include him and then begin to plan. You don't have to map out everything of your life. Some of you, maybe you do, but actually begin to plan. How do you step forward into that? Because it's not just going to come to you overnight. You're going to have to actually walk towards it, but then adjust as you go. I have never in my life gotten what I thought was going to happen exactly completely right or what I wanted to happen. It never happened the exact way that I anticipated or hoped it would. You know, sometimes it's not as good (laughs) as I thought, you know, things 
happen and life isn't perfect, but the Lord is masterful even in those things of making something so beautiful. And I can tell you without a doubt in my mind that my life is so much better than what I could create on my own because the Lord's been partnering with me and he's been watching over me and protecting me and he's been leading my steps. So don't be afraid of including him in the process, but make that a part of it. And don't be afraid of adjusting or things not happening the way you thought they would because the Lord is with you and he'll help you to make it work out. On top of that, if you make a mistake and you start going in one direction and then you realize it's not the right one, reverse course. Don't let a misadvised yes reroute your course of where you're actually supposed to end up. Maybe you say yes to something because you think it's right and then you realize later that you're going in a direction that you're not supposed to go. Well, don't let pride keep you going in that direction. Don't let the sense of what you've already invested, the time or finances or whatever, keep you going on a path that you shouldn't be on. Instead, change your yes to no or your no to yes or whatever it is. You know, be humble enough to do that. <laughs> And then begin to go down the path that you were created for. Begin to go down the path that you want. The good news, too, is that it's never too late to create the life you want. We always have the opportunity to create the life that we want. The Lord is masterful at redeeming, so we don't have to worry about lost time. So let this be an encouragement to you if you're feeling a little lost today. (laughs) You know, maybe that lost feeling is just a sign that it's time for you to spend some time dreaming again that it's time for you to be rerouted in a different direction, that you weren't headed in the right way. I think all of us probably need that, quite frankly. Nobody had the last year and a half or so in their plans. (laughs) And when things like that happen, it's hard not to get knocked off course a little bit. But though there's a lot you can't control, the most important things you can control even in this moment, no matter where you are. You can control who you're connected to, what kind of home you'll have, the type of person you'll be the most important things you're in 100% control of. And so I just want to encourage you today. I've been doing some dreaming myself lately. And in the process, I've realized that there are some things that I want that I'm right on track to have. And there are other things that are out of reach. I've noticed that it's a season that where some things have been coming to an end. And so there's new beginnings. So I have more room to dream in different areas. I've seen that some of the sacrifices and choices that I've made, that my family has made, you know, my husband and I have made, that it's been worth it because we're bearing fruit now in those areas. And I see that there's time for some new sacrifices that I'm needing to re-up my willingness to commit so that I end up where I want to be. Some of what was no in the last season is a yes now, and some of what was a yes is now a no. (laughs) I think this is a lot of people are in a season like this, and it's just a season of kind of evaluating and coming up with new dreams. I feel like I am for the first time in a lot of years that there's just a little more freedom than I've had before to come up with some new dreams, and it's fun figuring out what they're going to be. So I just want to encourage you, take the time to know what you're saying yes to. Have the courage to minimize the things that you're involved in in your life so that you can maximize and fully experience and embrace and make the most of those things that are actually important. I want to thank you for joining me today on the next podcast. I'm going to be sharing a little more about this topic, specifically the four keys to saying no well. So 
I hope you'll join me then. Have an amazing and blessed week. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.